0: Hello, and welcome to The Applicant Podcast. I'm Rebecca Tripp, and on this week's episode, I thought I would do a solo episode on the paralegal profession. So I'm a immigration consultant and licensed paralegal located in Ontario. And Ontario paralegals are quite different than any other jurisdiction. We're actually licensed by the Law Society of Ontario, the same governing body that licenses lawyers. And we are officers of the court. We're able to provide legal advice and legal services to the public. So for this week's episode, I'm going to do a quick rundown on the educational requirements to become a paralegal, the licensing process. And once we are licensed, what are we able to do and not do? And what is our scope of practice? So stick around and I will give a very quick summary of all these elements that is the licensing paralegal profession. First, let's talk about education. So in order to become a licensed paralegal, you first have to complete an accredited post-secondary educational program. On the Law Society website, they have listed the 23 different colleges that offer the accredited paralegal program. So in order to be a successful applicant to get into a paralegal diploma program, um, you actually only need your high school diploma. Um, Now regarding getting into the program and your immigration status, you could complete it as a citizen, a permanent resident, or with a study permit. Um, Once we get into the licensing process, you can actually be a citizen, a permanent resident or a temporary resident as well. So you can complete the licensing process and become a licensed paralegal without being a citizen or a permanent resident. Um, A work permit or a study permit works as well. But in order to work um, full time, you would need a, a work permit. You wouldn't be able to do that with a study permit. Um, so regarding the paralegal diploma program and the education that it offers, um, it's much more practical. It it is a college program, so it's much more practical than university. Um, so you would be taking classes like legal research, word processing, um, understanding how to write a business plan, understanding, Um, practice management software, and it's very hands on, um, which I personally really liked from the uh, education that I got at Fleming College. Um, So I went to Fleming College, and there's a couple unique things about the Fleming College diploma program for paralegals. So they actually have a common first semester for the School of Justice. So all students take the same first semester, Um, whether you're in the paralegal program, the law clerk diploma, Law Clerk Diploma Program, Police Foundations, um, which I think is great because in your first semester, you might learn that you don't wanna be a paralegal or um, pursue police foundations. You might wanna switch your diploma. Um, And in that case, you wouldn't lose any time. So, for the first semester, you would be taking courses like Intro to Political Science, Strategies for Success, Introduction to Sociology, Introduction to Indigenous Studies, as well. Um, I was a university graduate when I entered the Paralegal Diploma Program, so I was actually able to skip the first semester, um, which was great because I was able to save on tuition um, and I had already taken Intro to, intro to Sociology, um, but there was some courses that I wish I was able to take, like the Introduction to Political Science and the Introduction to Canadian Justice for Legal Professionals as well. Um, so another really great part about the Fleming College paralegal diploma program is that it's actually part of a dual diploma program. So the first three semesters of the paralegal diploma and the law clerk diploma are the exact same. So you'll be taking classes with people that are pursuing both diplomas. Um, the thing that's different is the fourth semester. So the law clerk fourth semester really focuses in on the areas of law that paralegals cannot provide legal services in. So family law, wills and estates, property law, um, where the fourth semester of the paralegal program really focuses in on what paralegals are are able to do. So small claims, tribunals, provincial offenses. Um, another really great part about the fourth semester is that you do. Um, Mock trials. So you actually, throughout the semester in certain courses, you prepare for um, a hearing and your final is essentially that, that hearing. Um, I really enjoyed that and when I first started the program I was very scared of um, public speaking and throughout the program I actually realized that not only did I enjoy public speaking but I was actually really good at it when I prepared for it so Um, I learned that like the the more I practiced and prepared and got myself ready and really understood the case, by the time that mock hearing came, I was ready and I was excited, Um, and while I was a little nervous, I wasn't as nervous as I would have been that that first semester. so what else about the paralegal education? It, it really does prepare you for the licensing exam as well. Um, by the time I got to the licensing um, process, I was really relying heavily on everything that I learned in school. Um, I took the exam as soon as possible right after graduation. But I think you do have a bit of time after graduation that you can still qualify to write the exam. Oh, and the last thing regarding the educational process is that in order to graduate and be able to Qualify to write the licensing exam, you actually have to complete a field placement under a licensee. So, the Law Society requires that you complete 120 hours of a field placement. Um, Fleming College actually required 160 um, before COVID. So, this uh, placement is really cert- really there to get you ready for entering the legal industry and being able to work with other legal professionals, lawyers, law clerks, legal assistants, um, and get firsthand experience in the legal industry. Um, because of COVID, the placement has changed a bit. So like I said, um, Plumbing College required 160 hours, they now require 120, and you're able to complete that placement now completely virtual. So I've been a placement host during the pandemic. Um, I've taken on two placement students, one um, each year, so so 2021 and 2022, Um, and we've done everything virtually. I know it's not what students um, were expecting, but with that being said, the legal industry has gone remote. And so the placement, to an extent, is preparing them for the new workforce that they're entering. Um, While there are still tons of law firms that do offer in-person services and still have people come into their office, There are a lot of law firms now that um, run virtually and that are completely virtual. So while the placement isn't what students were were expecting, I do still think that it is preparing them for this new workforce and new um, legal environment that they're entering. Secondly, let's talk about the licensing process. So once you complete your placement and your diploma program and you graduate, uh, you're able to write the P1 licensing exam. So that's the the license for paralegals is a P1. Um, The licensing exam that I completed in 2017 was a one-day open book seven-hour exam, three and a half hours in the morning, three and a half hours in the afternoon. Um, They send you the the study materials in advance. I broke them up into duetangs so that way I could divide and conquer during the exam. Um, I believe the exam is now virtual and you actually get your study materials Um, as a a digital copy as well. Um, In order to write the licensing exam, you do have to apply for it. And it's a thousand, it's about $1,000 to write it. So it's not cheap. Um, Once you complete the exam, and say you pass, you then enter into being a licensed professional, and there's maintenance to that. So Once you are a licensed paralegal, you still have to complete um, CPDs, which are continuing professional development hours. Uh, You have to complete 12 hours a year, which is the exact same as lawyers with the Law Society of Ontario. You have to pay annual fees. You have to submit a annual report. And if you are providing legal services, you have to be insured as well. Lastly, let's talk about the paralegal scope of practice. So what does it mean to be a licensed paralegal? So in Ontario, we have the Law Society of Ontario, and they govern paralegals and lawyers, and they license the two professions and oversee and regulate the two professions. So as a paralegal, we have a more narrow scope of practice than a lawyer does. A lawyer can represent a client in any area of law up to federal court. Um, a paralegal cannot do that. We have restrictions. So essentially paralegals are able to provide legal services in four different areas. So one is small claims, which is when you're suing someone and it's under in Ontario. It's under thirty five thousand. That's the threshold um, we can represent. Represent a client with provincial offenses, so that's the Highway Traffic Act, for example. Um, We are also able to represent clients when it comes to criminal law. So, for um, an individual that's facing a summary conviction, which is essentially six months or less in jail or a fine of five thousand dollars or less, that's a a summary offense, Um, and paralegals are able to have clients in that area of law, and we're. Able to represent them in court. Lastly, we're able to represent clients in front of a board, tribunal, or committee. So, an example of that would be the Landlord and Tenant Board or the Human Rights Tribunal. So that in a nutshell is the paralegal profession. Um, There is a lot more to it and I could spend a long time um, explaining the different services that paralegals can offer and the different ways that we provide legal services. Um, But I'll pause here for now to not make this episode too long and and maybe too dry. Um, But if you are looking for more information, I actually wrote a blog on my website um, and you can go on there and read it. It's called The Similarities Between Paralegal paralegals and lawyers in Ontario. And really what I'm trying to do with that blog is show that, you know, we are both licensed by the Law Society of Ontario. We both had to write an exam. We both have to adhere to annual requirements, which is, you know, the CPDs, the um, insurance requirements, the annual reports, and pay annual fees, um, which is quite different than paralegals in other jurisdictions. Um, really Ontario is the only province in Ontario, in Canada, that licenses um, paralegals and we're able to provide legal services and, and we're able to have a law office. Um, we are able to create a paralegal firm. So it is quite different um, than any other state or province in North America. So I encourage you to check out my blog on my website and see what the similarities and differences are between a lawyer and paralegal, because you'll see that there there's actually a lot more similarities between lawyers and paralegals within Ontario than than any other jurisdiction. So thank you so much for listening and watching today. Um, I appreciate you staying until the end of the episode. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. I'm happy to do another episode on this if you'd like. And next week, I have Brian Ald joining me for a episode on education. He is a educational consultant and we have this wonderful conversation about everything that is the educational system. Um, He provides tips on ways that students can successfully get into university and colleges and successfully graduate. So it's definitely an episode that you don't wanna miss. So again, thank you so much for watching and listening today And tune in next week. Bye.